0: Bristol Demo Report The utter bankruptcy of Stop the War. Fresh proof that workers will never succeed in stopping war while they allow the Stop the War charlatans to lead their movement. On Monday, the 16th of April 2018, Following the launching of over 100 £1,000 missiles against Syria by the US, Britain and France on the previous Saturday, the Stop the War Coalition held a demonstration in Bristol city centre ostensibly against further bombing of the country. Stalking the peripheries of the 400-strong crowd was a lone figure draped in silken robes and a hood, Wearing a plastic skull mask and waving a Free Syrian Army flag attached to a homemade placard that read Assad and Putin chemical child killers, it might be expected that this oddly attired individual's unhinged views, i.e., that a further escalation of the imperialist war in Syria in support of NATO's jihadi army, sorry, the Syrian revolution, should be supported, would be in contradiction with the stated aim of the demonstration No More War. Not so, however, from the official platform and with a decent sound system to bring his noxious words to every member of the audience, the organisers had invited a young man, one Obada Aliyah from Bristol University Islamic Society, who stated that he was a Syrian national to speak alongside a local Labour Party member, naturally. While doing so, Mr. Alia waved his own Free Syrian Army flag, loathed all over Syria as the symbol of a ravaging terrorist invasion, and spouted an extended version of the bile on the masked man's placard, levelling all kinds of lurid accusations straight out of the imperialist playbook, in fact, against the government of the Syrian Arab Republic and its allies. When the acquaintance of our Bristol party branch took the initiative and raised the two-star flag of the Syrian Republic in opposition to this repulsive display, several of the organisers forced him to leave the side of the platform and then sent the police over to our stall to advise him that the flag of the legitimate Syrian state was inflammatory. This then is Stop the War's idea of anti-war work. With friends like these, the Syrian people stand no need of further enemies. With honey on their lips and daggers behind their backs, these scoundrels appoint themselves to lead the working class into a harmless, to the imperialist war effort, cul-de-sac of impotence and confusion. What, we ask... Are the British workers who really want to stop imperialist war supposed to think when the official anti-war movement is so happy even after so many of the lies have been exposed to promote the extremist sectarian views of those who are arguing in favour of imperialism's barbaric war against the Syrian government, giving full support to the rancid views of NATO's Free Syrian Army puppets? It was evident that plenty of people in the crowd had absolutely no issue with the red, black and white two-star flag of the Syrian Republic being flown by our friend, though they were surprised to see it. Amongst the throng, people were watching and listening to the charade being played out on the platform and questioning it. One activist our comrade spoke to, who stated that he had long felt disappointed with the narrow horizons of the local Stop the War branch, related how several years back he had questioned Chris Nineham Currently, Stop the War Vice Chair and formerly a leading light of the Trotskyist Socialist Workers' Party, about Stop the War's action in ejecting Syrian peace and reconciliation worker Mother Agnes from its platform after Owen Jones and other assorted Trotskyist types demanded she be dropped from the panel as an Assad apologist before they would deign to grace it. According to this contact, The pressure brought to bear on the Stop the War leaders by these star speakers was too much to bear, and they caved in at the thought of losing the audience they hoped such stars would bring. In fact, this pressure has not been resisted for a single day of Stop the War's existence, for all it's crowning about having mobilised the biggest demonstration ever seen in Britain on the 15th of February 2003, one month before the invasion of Iraq, The truth is that it was not stop the war that mobilised the masses that day, but the section of capitalists who felt that war with Iraq wouldn't serve their ends. On the eve of the war, the capitalist-owned Daily Mirror told us, a war won't save Britain from terror, and ran its printing press all night to make placards for the demo. Since that 2003 high, our movement has been on a downward spiral, Stop the War's resources have been controlled by a self-appointed clique of left rights and hangers-on who have consistently pushed the illusion that the only protest methods open to us are such tame activities as lobbying MPs, petitioning governments and marching on weekends with plenty of notice With to the state. Desperate to do something that might actually stop the wars, Delegates at Stop the War's national conferences repeatedly and overwhelmingly called on Stop the War to mobilise workers for a programme of active non-cooperation. If every union made it their policy to refuse to cooperate with the wars, then workers could refuse to make or move munitions or supplies, could refuse to write or broadcast propaganda and could refuse to fight in the forces. The wars would collapse. But instead of putting these plans into action, Stop the War's executive quietly shelved them and got on with pushing pointless busywork onto a dwindling band of activists. In stopping the movement from doing its job, Stop the War's leaders have demotivated and demoralised hundreds of thousands of people who really do want to end imperialist war. But why do they act this way? Because they are all members or supporters of Labour, the party that launched genocidal wars against Yugoslavia, Afghanistan and Iraq. They are pushers of the illusion that this true blue union jack-waving, immigration scaremongering, gunboat-toting, cruise missile-dropping party of imperialism can somehow be transformed into an instrument for protecting the working class's interests. This loyalty is the key to understanding why Stop the War's leaders are so opposed to the building of an effective mass campaign of non-cooperation that could stop the imperialist war juggernaut, and to understanding why they consistently repeat the vile imperialist propaganda lies that they should be exposing. The leaders of Stop the War are neither stupid nor misguided. They are class enemies, doing a job for imperialism, and doing it very effectively. So instead of undertaking the vital work of exposing and undermining the war propaganda machine, Stop the War tells us that, in the interests of unity, we must not work to accelerate the victory of anti-imperialist forces abroad. Instead of uniting with the millions who are fighting for their lives on the front line against the British exploiters' guns, Stop the War tells us we need to unify with the tiny clique of labour careerists in our own movement who serve those exploiters. This same opportunist gang cheered on NATO's bombing of Libya, a little retrospective wailing over the 50,000 deaths and wholesale destruction of Libya's hard-won independence and freedom will not wipe out the stain of collaboration. At the crucial moment, Stop the War organized demonstrations in support of NATO's war and against the Libyan people's resistance. This shameful betrayal which neutralized opposition to the war, was the beginning of the end for Stop the War. Libya's enlightened society and developed infrastructure brought the highest living standards in Africa until the head-banging CIA and MI6-backed jihadists were forcibly installed. Now... The entire country lies in ruins, black Africans are openly bought and sold on UN protected slave markets, and the country's wealth has been hijacked by Western financiers, democracy in action. No sooner had Libya fallen under NATO's heel than the same fundamentalist Al-Siada army transferred its murderous rampage, another vital pivot in the axis of anti-imperialist resistance, Syria. Right on cue, in Waded, Stop the War, with heartfelt denunciations of brutal dictator Assad and strident support for this allegedly popular revolution, once again there was no difference between the imperialist pro-war propaganda and that of our allegedly anti-war leaders. Ignoring NATO's criminal, barbaric assault on an independent and sovereign state, they seem only to worry that open bombing by NATO has strengthened the unity of the anti-imperialist forces inside Syria. Moreover, Stop the War has consistently failed to give a platform to the few brave independent journalists like Vanessa Beeley and Eva Bartlett who are bringing real information out of Syria, exposing the imperialist lies about the country and blowing a hole through the warmongering narratives, preferring instead to give a platform to hysterical Assad bashers and Russophobes like Owen Jones who, not content with supporting the overthrow of Colonel Gaddafi and President Assad, are busily preparing the ground for war against Russia and China. This war drive is also being supported by Stop the War's leaders every time they repeat media lies about Chinese and Russian aggression, dumping, corruption or dictatorship. This is war porn, aimed at demonizing countries that have committed no crime except to maintain their political and economic independence. A century ago, Lenin pointed out that we won't beat imperialism unless we also take on those who serve imperialist ends within our own movement. If we really want to stop war, we must get rid of all those who pose as friends of the people while binding our movement to the war chariots of imperialism. Today it is clear that many of those who have struck with what remains of the official anti-war movement and many of those who have only recently started to wake up to the reality of the imperialist drive towards ever greater war are becoming increasingly aware of the bankruptcy of Stop the War which becomes more glaring each time we witness a spectacle such as the recent debacle in Bristol. Demand is growing for an organization that really does want to stop the imperialist war machine. We must rise to this challenge and strive to bring on board all those genuine anti-war, anti-imperialist activists who are still trying desperately to chart a course with the broken compass provided by Stop the War. A real anti-war movement must start by standing up to imperialist propaganda and take as its central demands no cooperation with imperialist war, victory to the resistance. بحروف الحرية بحروف الأبشادية سريان وفينيقية غير سوريا ما منختار